The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast, and surprise, thought we were done with bonus episodes? Not quite. We got one more for you here. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Brian. Hey, we got one left in the hopper. And John. I, what? <laughs> it was Brian's... <laughs> What was Brian doing? (laughs) I came at you with different energy. Brian came at you with different energy. You didn't know what to do with it. Understand. Yeah. I'm mostly confused and scared. You thought the (laughs) hopper was loaded, and then you realized you had Dennis Hopper left. It's it's Canadian. We're Canadians. I get it. It's just the way Chris was talking. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Canadian. (laughs) <laughs> a little, little bit of a little bit of roll Ontario for everybody. Hey, there we go. So yeah, you might be asking, hey, you guys, when we listened to you last week, you just kicked off season two. You told us we were going to start doing Christmas episodes again, and that was the plan. But when opportunity knocks, you got to let it in, and we had a pretty cool opportunity that we wanted to take advantage of, and thought we could turn it into a cool episode to share with all of you. Today, we're watching a Christmas movie, a brand new Christmas movie called The Christmas Ride, which we had the opportunity to watch screeners for before it was released. It is available now already, so you guys can go out and watch it as soon as you're done listening to this. Uh, We're going to run this episode a little bit differently, so we don't give you the full scope of the plot and spoil things for you, but we'll give you a little bit of an idea of what happens and why you might want to check it out yourselves. So yeah, we thought, hey, why not help these people? Because this isn't a big budget movie. This isn't a big studio film. This is somebody's passion project uh, that they worked on. They wrote, directed, produced it themselves on a super small scale and turned out a really nice product, I think, and just something nice and refreshing and different from your typical Hallmark Fair and the the typical Christmas movies you may watch at this time. So we thought we'd share our thoughts with you on on how we enjoyed it and uh, just give you a little bit of taste for why you might want to check out something a little under the radar this holiday season. Yeah, man. What he said. That's that's a nice way to put everything. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was a very, very well done little thing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to do our full summary, as I said, as we typically do, but just to give you guys a little taste of what this movie is about. It's called The Christmas Ride, and it is a mumblecore film. John, you want to tell people like how you would describe the mumblecore genre? Yeah. So like mumblecore is kind of operates under the assumption that what interests us about movies is the human interaction and making that as organic as possible. So instead of operating off of like a Bible-like script where it's like the text is the text, you have to say it word for word, they kind of give the actors a skeleton to work off of and let them improv within that. And assuming that will relate more to the characters and be more interested in their interactions than really the overarching plot. I think that's a great way to put it. You know how you wouldn't describe Mumblecore? <laughs> Mumblecore is actually the last 10 minutes of our podcast. Pretty much, yeah. That's 
That's we apt. perfected we perfected mumblecore. The mumblecore <laughs> podcast. So this movie takes place in Tampa, Florida, which I thought was fun just uh, yeah. to get a little cool bit of a, a different setting. And it revolves around uh, our main character is Georgia. Uh, she's kind of a woman in her early to mid 20s. She it's Christmas Day. She can't go home and visit her dad. Their mom, her mom died a few years ago. And so she does a ride. You know, she works for a ride share service and she wants to spread some Christmas cheer, help people get to where they need to go on Christmas Day and kind of devotes putting some positive energy into the world and and doing something positive, even though she doesn't have anyone to spend the holiday with. So that's kind of the main setup. and, And we'll talk a little bit more about the movie and what we thought about it. But we also did have an opportunity, as I said, uh, the people behind this movie reached out, asked us to cover it on our podcast. We are happy to oblige. And we are also able to get them to tell us a little bit about the movie, why they made it, and why you might want to watch it. Uh, So here we have a little audio clip from writer and director Stephanie Davis. Hi, my name is Stephanie Davis. I am the writer and director of The Christmas Ride, which is coming out November 1st on Amazon and Vimeo. And I think people should watch the film because it's not your typical holiday film. We are a micro-budget indie film set, a one-woman crew, and you're listening to her right now. (laughs) Um, But we tackle topics that people don't talk about during the holidays, like toxic relationships and depression, male vulnerability, and some other kind of non-traditional holiday topics all in one rideshare driver's experience on Christmas Day. And I think anyone who watches this film will find one, at least one character that they will connect to. And that's all that really I could ask for. We put a lot of heart and soul into it. It's completely improvised. So all of these conversations that you're hearing are from actors who are very trained in improvising and just coming up with things on the flyer using their own experiences which makes it even more special there's a couple moments where these are the actors are using their personal experiences things that they have gone through for the holidays and enhancing them into our film my main actress Darian Rattay really takes a lot of courage and talent in coming up with so many rebuttals and embracing her own character by being the bright and cheery empathetic person that she is and I just really hope that everybody takes something from the film and thank you very much for taking the time to watch it bye so as Stephanie said the movie came out on November 1st it is available now you can find it on Vimeo and Amazon video streaming service um it's called the christmas ride and it's only 70 minutes so you know it's shorter than a hallmark movie even but it does it still feels like a a a film that that you'd want to go and check out so uh let's let's talk about it a little bit again we're we're doing a little bit of a looser vibe on this episode and just kind of taking things as we can because again i don't i don't we want you guys to go out and watch this and support this this indie film obviously the holidays are different this year and how people celebrate them um so you probably have more time to watch stuff especially as the weather gets colder this is a really good one to go check out but let's let's dive in and start talking about what did you guys think of this movie 
it's a nice little flick, you know? Really enjoyed it. It just kind of echo a lot of the sentiment you've already talked about. It's just something that's different. kind of gets you out of the headspace. But I also like to think, I don't... It's been fun to see media and things get released that encapsulate, encapsulate, geez, kind of like the loneliness of isolation uh, since COVID hit, even though it wasn't made in the time that COVID was a thing. Yeah, I think that's, I, I would definitely agree. No masks on a single person. Just, just disappointing to see, frankly. There's definitely some themes that I think will relate to a lot of people at this time. As again, maybe we're not able to gather with people in the way that we typically do this holiday season. And there's, there is kind of a nice throughput there where even though this movie was clearly made pre-COVID, that it still is very reminiscent of the times in some ways with the themes it's trying to get across. And this is how much COVID has affected my life. I still see people like sitting together in the back seat. No one's got a mask and I go, ah, that's not safe. Can't do that. Can't do that. It doesn't matter when it was made. Hell, Jimmy Stewart could be talking to Clarence and I'll be like, dude, put a fucking mask on. Come on. Yeah, it makes it hard to watch stuff. It really it is like watching like new media. I bet it's, you know, obviously not its intention. Uh, it's certainly not to be a COVID movie. It is, it is to be a nice Christmas mumblecore movie that explores a lot of different themes around Christmas and like what Christmas kind of means to Christmas is kind of different to everybody and it's not always easy on everybody. Uh, it hits a lot of themes that are kind of like near and dear to my heart, having lost a parent around Christmas and a person who, who deals with mental health issues. I, I really dug it. It actually hit really hard for me. I was very impressed by the performances. Uh, I thought the person playing Georgia did a really good job because they picked a really hard tone to maintain throughout a movie doing a mumblecore film because it's a lot of times what can happen in the, like the whenever I would do the little kind of um, like YouTube stuff that I used to do it was really easy to start a mumblecore character and lose them and kind of like lose your tone from scene to scene because you're not it's just hard to main, inhabit that space even though you're supposed to be yourself or whatever it's hard to maintain the same mentality and I think that she was an I did an excellent job performing and it was a super well shot movie it's a sweet drone drone shot of tampa dudes yeah, yeah. for sure i i think you know i i will say like i think the beginning of the movie like again we're, we're not here to dunk on this movie in any way shape or form i think the beginning of the movie starts out a little slow but it gains momentum really nicely and by the time you switch you know it starts with a conversation a virtual conversation between her and her dad who are in two different locations. They can't be together this holiday. And then it quickly moves into her various rides that she's doing. Um, and I was just impressed by the number of rides that they, yeah. they, they threw into this movie. It, it was a little jarring at some times, I will say, but it also kept things moving really nicely. And to what you were saying, John, is that it just, it gives you so many different people's, perspectives on christmas well it was also you know the pacing was nice because you got through hold on a second you got through one two three four five six you got through six people and pretty good conversations with them all and then it jumps into kind of like a montage of folks and then it goes into the red shirt dude and then the call with dad so it just 
kind of puts you in a good spot with where her heads is at and then her call with her dad and then where her call where her head is at after that sorry mid thought i think am i spoiling anything <laughs> yeah no I'm, it's it's so hard to kind of like think about what we should say or shouldn't say yep. in it cuz it, it is varied i think it i think all the different rides were cool i think it's kind of to the style of movie making to kind of have this long run up and then it suddenly just starts moving real fast like it, i don't think it's like necessarily an uneven pace i think it's kind of just the pace that is natural and yeah. it do, certainly does go some different directions but i think that's a good reality of what it is kind of being a service industry person working a holiday cuz a lot of as i as a as as a former retail expert man you get some people that want to like make you carry some weight <laughs> <laughs> and i think she i think this movie showed did a really good job of kind of showing that and maybe and showing i think a really interesting way to interact with someone making you carry some weight that maybe you don't want to be doing right yeah i i think the the thing i enjoyed about this movie and one of the things that's that's kind of fun from the more amateurish perspective of this film is that you could see that they were trying out a lot of different stuff and that was a lot of fun to watch like this movie starts with a lot of different little what I would call vignettes of the different people she takes on rides. And then we kind of get in the middle this this kind of heavy montage where it really picks up and they're experimenting with people like cutting off their speech and being picked up by the next person that gets in the car. And I'm just like, that's really cool to see. Like, this is someone who's like, hey, I'm going to just try this what you know and see if i can pull it off and and i think they do pull off a lot of this movie really really well yeah they work the they work within the limitations in super well pretty much like a fixed camera the whole time like yeah. maybe shifts like twice mm-hmm. per like per scene just and everything's like a super long form scene which is i guess the nature of doing a mumblecore film but yeah this worked it real well it really got a little nervy uh, when I kind of had heard that it, when you explained it to me and I was like, we're going to watch a mumblecore movie. And I was like, oh, some of these can go a little little weird, especially this is kind of like late to be a mumblecore movie. We've kind of <laughs> reached. Mo- we, we're a little past, past peak mumblecore. Yeah, we are. We're post mumblecore. <laughs> we're in the dance. Gavin dances of mumblecore. That's a post punk joke. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome five people yeah <laughs> it could be we could i could get a weird i don't know could get some post hardcore jokes maybe like a choidos in there or something but yeah like it's i don't know I, th- it, I think it had like a lot of it handled itself well it was very professionally done it was it exceeds expectations for christmas movies for me because it felt more real <laughs> not super super duper like doofy and fake yeah that was that was the big thing for me with this movie that as someone who watches a lot of the hallmark movies that come out at the holidays and and i love those movies like they're you know they're cheesy they're supposed to be cheesy i think you can enjoy them for being cheesy what i really appreciate about this movie is that it takes the gloss off like the 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 hallmark movies are very glossy and you know, pretty and whatever. And not to say that this movie is ugly or grittier in any way. This is the dark night of Christmas movies. <laughs> and it, it nails it. 
The false ending was killer. It's actually a gritty Christmas reboot. <laughs> <laughs> they, re- they reboot Christmas. Like, gritty. I mean, it's... It, it's cliche to say but it's like this this isn't your parents christmas movie you know it's 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 a christmas movie that is reflective of the times i think it's reflective of what people experience and we we don't get a lot of movies i think kind of to your point john we don't get a lot of movies that take place not only on christmas itself you know a lot of movies kind of lead up to christmas a lot of movies don't take place exactly on christmas day and we don't get a lot of movies that show people working on Christmas Day, which is, you know, a, not a lot of people's experience, but it is a reality for some people that they don't get that day off. And, you know, it's a little bit different here because she is volunteering to work, but you still get to see what that experience is like for oh, someone. Dude, I I always volunteered to work. <laughs> yep. I have since begun volunteering to work. Usually you get paid more. And, like, also <laughs> it's, like, relatively <laughs> easy, but... And, like, usually everyone's kind of, like, exactly, usually what you expect is that everyone is that, like, old couple, older couple at the beginning of the movie, where they're, you know, very, very positive about the experience, and they, like, want to talk about you, like, why are you working on Christmas? Shouldn't you be doing all these fun things we used to do? But you, it's, like, that and a 50-50 split against some of the other rides that come later. (laughs) So, like, and you gotta, I found it very relatable, and... I mean, it's like a movie that weirdly hit every kind of facet of my life, which I'm like, way to go, Mumblecore. Way to be the <laughs> ideal Mumblecore movie for me. You got got a lot of stuff I relate to really quickly out there. To kind of go back to what Chris was saying, like the tone and the the gloss, it's just, it's a sober Christmas movie. Yeah, It's a sobering experience where you're like, yeah, it's got a taffy moment, but then it's got its low points, and then... You know, there's no glitz on it. It just is. It's life. Get used to it. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good good way to put it because it's it kind of runs the gamut, you know? It's, it's not too much of one thing, really, except, I mean, maybe towards the end when it, it, it kind of hits you with a, an emotional punch. But, you know, it's, it's funny at times. It's serious at times. It's lighthearted. It's dramatic and it and it balances all those things really nicely i think because that's what christmas is that's what the holidays are i mean they're they're frantic they're joyful they're sad they're frustrating and that's a thing a lot of movies and tv shows uh, remember we do we do tv shows mostly don't always succeed at i think yeah like yeah. it's it's <laughs> it, well it's i i don't even want to say it's like TV shows tend to be victims of space because we've watched a lot of longer TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, it is. I guess they tend to stick with, like, one theme. and But it's also, like, there's no inherent lesson to this, right? You're just supposed to kind of enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's you, in the, the name. Christmas, you're supposed to enjoy the Christmas ride. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, like I think it's I don't know Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people and sometimes some of I don't like love all of some of the plotting like the plot points but that's 
my weird opinions about certain themes in movies and certain themes in like TV shows. We don't we don't need to go down like my adoption diatribes again. <laughs> so, like, oh yeah, man, this movie really did hit a lot of things. For yeah, me, dude, you know? dead, dead did you parent. not have that? I've got like exclamation. I've got like little stars <laughs> next to because I wrote down a bullet point for every conversation that they had. And I was like, okay, John, this one's for John. This one's for John. <laughs> this yeah, one can be for John. Yeah. Yeah, like it's really once it starts getting bummer, once it starts getting bummer town, it's like, ah, that's, those are my things. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you, John. Yeah. Chris, you have hey, to man. say it. Love too. you guys too. I We love John. Yes. And I love you too, okay. Brian. Okay, cool. One of you I love more, but I'm not going to say <laughs> which. Okay, Dad. Yeah. This is kind of one of those, what I like about it, it's one of those kind of like art imitates life. We kind of said it earlier, it's, you know, about the journey, not the conclusion. And uh, this one's just nice. You know, it doesn't feel like it has to put you in the chair and say, this is how it's going to end. It's just, it is what it is. And it's there. And you live with it. It held true to the, a lot of the stuff that makes a lot of the Mumblecore movies of the past that were successful be successful in that they're very rooted in a reality. Yeah. And the ones where they start to get really, where they really struggle is the ones that start to get much more like when the attention gets on them and people are starting to put like way bigger actors and way bigger budgets into these movies. And they start to struggle because the assumption is that people don't want to see like just like a normal human interaction or like a normal human day. They want to see someone go back in time, right? <laughs> or like, and they want to see like, and they want to see like a weird love story like shoehorned into something. They can't just like let something be, even if it like even if there's a premise of a mo- like a mumblecore movie that is a little wilder, like the Dodecathlon or whatever. They still like let it. They still when that movie's more successful than say like Safety Not Guaranteed. Because they don't be like, and then they also have to like both fall in love with somebody. <laughs> They're just like, and then they maybe fix their relationship. You're not really sure, you know. And I think that's where this excels at a lot is just it stays, it stays on its grounding. Like it doesn't. No one get nothing gets super solved. You just kind of get some stuff to think about. Yeah, there's there's a lot to chew on in this movie, and I I think it certainly is a genre that I've kind of written off because i i would say there's not too many movies even ones that people hold up as high standards of mumblecore like i feel like drinking buddies which i believe we've talked about in the past have we yeah a little bit chris hates drinking buddies we like it yeah i don't know if you guys have seen the one i love which is a another duplass yeah i watched that on a plane once that's which which that one i like and like this i would put more in that category of like it it's it's mumblecore done right in or at least in a way that is more appealing to me than something like say drinking buddies and i think it is maybe because what you said john like the the romantic plot of it where i'd much rather focus on one character like this movie does and see their interactions with the world around them and see how they grow rather than focus on two characters and you know maybe they fall in love or not yeah, drinking. Well, it's also that drinking buddies asks for something really that isn't like tenable, <laughs> or like it asks for something that isn't like tenable in reality. And I think you have to maintain reality to succeed with a mumblecore movie. 
as a person, even with some of these like problems, I wouldn't necessarily like let myself have these conversations. Um, in particular, like the section about being adopted, there is a part where the woman who um, has like a disdain for Christmas is like talking back to her. It's like, wow, I can't believe you'd like that someone would like let that happen. It's like, I've had these conversations with people <laughs> and like, it doesn't make me like, and I, they felt really real. And like, I would choose not to have it. I would choose to be, to kind of like back myself out of it. And I guess maybe even that character does a little bit, but yeah, like it stays really grounded in, in a reality. It doesn't, if the characters at the end were like, Hey man, not to like spoil or whatever, if the characters at the end, I'll, I will give you an ending that doesn't happen. If they were like, do you want to come over and fucking have a turkey together? <laughs> and then they like make a Christmas spread and like her dad flies down from New York, even though they said they couldn't do that. Like that would have like fucking sucked. Would have broke, broke the glass. Yeah. And that tends to be what happens. That's like what happens in, I think a little bit in like drinking buddies and safety, not guaranteed. And yeah, it's, it, it definitely isn't like everything is not tied up with a neat bow at the end of it, which is like something that again you can maybe only do in a movie of this scale because you don't have to worry as much about the demands of the audience to have that ending you have a lot more freedom to just end it the way you want it again art imitates life it wouldn't have been a neatly wrapped up thing in real life it would have just left with her going home for the end of the day because the shift's over and there's no more people to drive and that's what happened and that's awesome and you don't even know if you're going to go home smiling about that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a that was a day. Woof. Going to have to have some fucking mulled wine about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that on the realism side of this, too, um, I watched this movie with my girlfriend who's Jewish, and it probably has one of the best, like, pop culture explanations of how Jewish people view Hanukkah. And, like, the misconception that many Christians and non-Jewish people have about that holiday. Like, I was watching it with her, and she, when that that writer comes in and starts explaining it to Georgia, the driver, she, my girlfriend was just like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, exactly, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can only imagine how annoying it must be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to celebrate an alternative holiday to Christmas. <laughs> Like just just be truly annoyed every every day for eight weeks. Yeah. Whatever. Eight days, Thirteen days. Eight weeks, yeah, sure. I remember growing up and they were talking at school about, you know, all the now now that I know like uh uh Christmas alternatives. And once they got to the third one, which might have been them talking about Kwanzaa and again this is public school in Iowa so like take it for what it is I just thought to myself this is really convenient <laughs> <laughs> no. alright this yeah. is great it's great Everybody's we're all doing this something. at the same time everybody's <laughs> got something it's good. Yeah, you love, you love that everybody gets a little something on this I'm glad they planned I'm glad we all planned <laughs> right <laughs> so we can all hang oh. out together yeah, yeah but like <laughs> I actually love that conversation because I've absolutely, when I used to, like, manage people, like, in customer service, like, seeing them walk themselves into that conversation and not Ooh. know how to get out of it without trying, like, trying to be inoffensive as possible and trying to figure out a way out. And the person's just trying to be nice. 
<laughs> they're just it's just two people being uncomfortable for five minutes and uh, that's like it conveyed it very well <laughs> did you guys have i now without again spoiling too much of this movie but could we maybe do a little round robin of who everyone's favorite passenger was yeah i like the guy who got high before he got into the car or at least i assume he got high it was the blue shirt dude who was just trying to explain Christmas, which to, in my imagination, we didn't see. Yeah, I don't think we saw how the conversation started, but he just was launching into. Yeah. And then if you think about the consumerism of it and you're like, OK, oh, <laughs> was that the guy with the beard? Yeah, I think so. Business, business suit guy, right? No. Oh, there, there was a consumerism guy in that montage, but it was the blue shirt bearded guy who kicked the montage off. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So before knowing it was a montage, it's just like ah, he's blazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, who is? I want to say like the last one because I thought they were they just went out there and they really killed it on a long shot for twenty some minutes. But yeah. I did kind of enjoy lady who doesn't know her boundaries well, <laughs> who like hates Christmas and her dad's family because same. On all of that. (laughs) I really enjoyed Secret Santa. Yeah, Secret Santa is a ton. I mean, I just love that they threw that into this movie. Where it was like, okay, we're not a Hallmark movie. We're not, you know, a big budget comedy movie or anything. But they're still winking at the audience with that. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. And the fact that it... like still works within the context of the rest of the movie i just thought that part was was really well done i got a little worried during that part (laughs) yeah yeah i was trying to figure out where this movie was going which i'm glad it isn't easy to figure out where it's going because i think that works to its benefit well i mean and i was like that's a mumblecore movie for you (laughs) yeah well that's fair but i was like okay there's a couple of points where I was like a little little skeeved by it and I'm like okay like she when she like helps the dude who's having like a really tough time with family stuff on Christmas in the right. I believe he's in like a red shirt I'm like ooh this is like he's going to get like weird and obsessive or something and like that's where this movie's going to go and I'm going to be really uncomfy for the next hour mm. and then secret santa happened and I'm like okay she's going to like end up driving santa around and this is going to be like a really like lighthearted one <laughs> And both, I was like, I don't think this is going to be <laughs> where we want to go. And it didn't. No. <laughs> different, Complete different direction. Rest assured, listeners, you're going to be all right. Yeah. If you have the <laughs> same thoughts that John did, John, you're, you're all be... right. Hey, thanks, man. I was a little worried I wasn't, but I came out. we came out okay. We're on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> movie, the movie just held on to me, gave me some green hair, and made me happy about it. <laughs> So I do have this one line that I wrote and Shoshana hated in my notes, but I <laughs> there's there's a midway point in the movie where the character goes through a small transformation and there's a note that I wrote to myself where she was trying to be an elf when she really should have just been trying to be hers elf. <laughs> uh i love that oh, i love God. i i love i love that and especially in a mumblecore movie because that means they i hope that was like one of the lines that they're like nah hit this one 
and that's a free tagline for <laughs> if you need marketing help with this movie that's a free tagline i'm with shoshana on this one <laughs> if you need if you need marketing for this movie contact chris he he picked out all the best parts of it for you <laughs> uh but i mean it, it was interesting when that part of the movie happened because you know one of my first notes and as i already talked about was this this idea of you know this movie doesn't have a lot of gloss to it but like you have a character who put gloss on themselves um to try and like be this hyper happy holiday helper god i pulled that off damn i am good at this thing (laughs) one take chris (laughs) but then she kind of removes it even further when this movie is already being pretty real with you and you you get this transition into the second half of the movie where you you stop just taking the surface you stop taking these multiple uh rapid fire interactions and you stay as john said towards the end with with this this very small group of people uh to carry you and really hitch in the feels yeah it, it it throws some it throws some punchies throws that throws its relatable punchies there you know unless you guys want to make it relatable to us and start planning weird getaways in tampa hey <laughs> for christmas i mean honestly i was kind of like bro yeah, trip to a bro to tampa. trip to yeah tampa's yeah, having a, a moment right now i mean yeah <laughs> Tampa Bay, baby. Tampa Bay. I really like the dad shirt, by the way. I just, I, I put that note in here and I want it. And it was a good shirt, but I also think it's bullshit. He didn't wear his hat the whole day. Like he said he was going to do. He called back. They called back and he wasn't wearing the hat. I hope, I hope you have a similar situation where like you have like your child having to be like, Hey, I had like an awful day, dad. Can I call you? And you're like, absolutely. And you're just like wearing your jingle bell hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, listen here, sweetheart. You just got to hey. go out there and, you know, remember. <laughs> hey. I will say that dad did a very good job, too. He did do a good yeah, job. Yeah, he was very, very strong performer. The actress who plays Georgia totally carries the whole movie. He is a good, he, he plays a great dad. That's, that's, that's what I'll say to it. Yeah, for a movie that happened with the scaling, it, it has primarily very strong performances it does and that's i think awesome like just good good on them man good good on them for for doing something hard (laughs) for sure i couldn't (laughs) i i wouldn't even get past treatment for this thing (laughs) and it's a mumblecore movie (laughs) well let's let's wrap it up we don't need to go necessarily as long as we typically do on this again we we don't want to give too much away on this because we we really would encourage you to go out and watch it do we want to give some judgments on this do we just want to give kind of closing thoughts i think closing thoughts yeah i don't feel comfortable giving a rating let's 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 give some let's give some closing thoughts. closing thoughts brian or john who wants to start with the end rock paper scissors for it yes rock okay. paper scissors, scissors shoot, shoot. What'd you do? I formed a pterodactyl. Okay, that's... Well, you broke <laughs> Wait, the rules. Wait, is this rock, paper, scissors, or is this Wonder Twins? Rock, well... <laughs> right. That joke does not deserve a laugh. I'm upset with myself. <laughs> I, I, I had fun with that. It actually. was good. It was good. 
Well, that would suck if you they got it if they tried that and they got it wrong and then one motherfucker's just a scissors. Right. <laughs> or a rock. I guess a paper would be worse. At least scissors you can. Okay. Okay. I liked it. I would recommend people watch it because I think you're gonna get a little. Everybody's gonna get something different out of it, which is nice. It's good variety. It's good conversation. To echo everything we've said, uh, really enjoy the direction, the camera work. Just give it a go. Yeah. I know like people tend to be a little fearful of indie movies. And I think a lot of that tends to be justifiably so. If you are not really into, I guess, like being like not, I don't want to say like artsy because I don't consider myself typically like very artsy, but I, I will watch an indie movie if presented. I think, yeah, it's, it's an atypical Christmas story. I think it is the reality of Christmas in a modern way, not so much in the sense of like how the world shifted in 2020 but how the world has shifted from you know our childhood in the early 2000s to where it sits now as adults in the 2020s yeah and i'll uh, i'll just close out by saying um what i texted these guys when i finished watching it which is i was charmed by this movie i think it's a charming little film i think it's it's got some heart a really big heart to it from the production of very clearly being someone's passion project to the story they tell uh, to the amount of different stories you get within this movie and it's only 70 minutes so it's you know we're going to be watching some stuff this season that's going to be almost nearly as long as that uh, and it's a TV episode so I'm pretty sure it's longer (laughs) the TV episode is longer than this Eh, debatable although I guess we do have a two-parter so that probably takes the cake but yeah go check this movie out the christmas ride it's available now amazon and vimeo if you want to check it out for yourself and and we highly recommend that you do because i think it'll be a nice little addition to your holiday viewing this season that does it for this special bonus episode this really is the last of them because we we just don't have any more time we're out of time we can't we can't squeeze anything else into the schedule uh so there's just no time <laughs> you mean to tell me we can't review the the santa claus starring tim allen and the santa claus 2 right yeah the mrs claus the mrs yep. claus yeah i thought yeah. we were going to review fat man with mel gibson and walter goggins to next year next, next year for sure. okay, cool, cool, cool. so many Good. so many things to do next year I saw the trailer for Batman. You think I'm not going to watch a Goggins movie? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, Walter Goggins, in my brief brief review, throws what I can only describe as offensive punches. (laughs) 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 That's right. This is a Christmas movie with Walter Goggins. Not to take away from this actually, like, passionate movie they made for what i can only assume is like the truest cash grab and snakes on a plane level sense but uh yeah that trailer's batshit insane it's It's crazy yep okay so like we said that does it for bonus episodes for real this time we will be back in two weeks november 23rd kicking things off season two for real brian's kicking us off with sitcom week it's gonna be a good time we hope you join us in the meantime Leave us a review on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us. Stay up to date. We're coming at you. Five weeks, three episodes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's going to come at you every day right up through Christmas. 
uh, and it's going to be a good time. We're, we're going to have a, a lot of fun this season. So we hope you join us. Check us out wherever, TV at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch, at TV, Twitter and Instagram. You've heard it all before. You'll hear it all again, if I'm being perfectly honest. Leave a review with a premise for a Christmas Mumblecore movie for me, Brian, and Chris to make. Yes. I agree. Yeah. That, you know, really <laughs> <laughs> Brian's performance is going to be real unsteady. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Until that time, we hope you drive safe. I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I'm John. We're glad you're still alive. Tip your Uber driver super well.